come really, he had to come hard with that one today. I tried not to do that. I didn't do that directly in the mic. I aimed it above the mic. So Thanks I, for working the mic. I yeah, appreciate it. No problem. I have a question for y'all. Uh-huh. How do y'all feel about the Eagles? Not good. Not good. <laughs> not good. Is this only because of the Big Lebowski? Because I remember there was an Eagles backlash, see? It's because not of the Big Lebowski. entirely not because of the Big Lebowski, I have to admit, but I also don't care for most of their songs. Brad? Yeah, I get in a lot of trouble with fellow musicians. I'm not a big Eagles fan. Okay. I, I like some Eagles stuff. But you know what I'm tired of? Hotel California. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Burnt. That's, that's done. Burnt out. Crispy. Toasted. Put it away. Done. Don't ever play it again. It's um, on. A, I have a list of songs that never, ever, 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 ever need to be played again, and it's on there. Sorry. It's but probably it got to be near the top. It is. Well, where the streets have no name. No, 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 no. They no. cannot stop with uh-uh. that, though. They can't. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Hotel California, far worse offender. Brad, what do you think? Which one's the worst offender? For being something that I'm over? Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to have to go with the Eagles on that one. Yeah. I'd rather listen to I mean, I hear uh, you. YouTube than. Especially like early, like fired up YouTube. And, yeah. and, no, you know, no, this isn't about U2. But, but that's just I, that, that I actually one song. like some U2. It's just where the streets have no mm. name. And I think there's a couple of others that are that are on that album that I don't, that are overplayed. What album but, was that on? I don't remember. Um, Early-ish. That was uh, mid-period. Was that ish. Rattle and Hum? Or? It's not Rattle and Hum. It's the one right before it, which I think may even be where the streets have no name, right? Or is it oh. just, it's, it, mm. Mm. That's a good question. We were going to have to do a retraction. Shows you how big of a um, YouTube it's fan the, it's, I am. Right. It's the album with with or without you on it. I mean, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. I, st- yeah. I still haven't found what I, what I'm looking for is on there, and that also is one that I'm just get that out of that. That rotation. to me has been far more overplayed than where the streets have no name. Both of them. Both the, of them. The, the Joshua Tree. It, the Joshua Tree. There yeah. you go. That's Damn! It. How did I not know that? Yeah, that's, that's a, sad. That's, that's the, sad that I. That's remember. a. That's a. That's a good one. That's a good. Uh, Whereas, okay, so I'm going to admit something, and this is a very long intro, isn't it? I still, to this day, though, strangely, can hear With or Without You and occasionally stop and think, damn, that's a really good song. It is. And not be bothered by that one. That one doesn't, that overplay of that one doesn't bother me. Mm. Anyway, I was just curious because if you want to put a little Eagles, I know that's going to hurt, Brad, but if you want to put a little Eagles, I don't know, do something fun, though. Do something like The Long Run or something that people aren't necessarily expecting. Yeah. Nice. Oh, nice. okay, good. Nice. Um, but I think the Big Lebowski put a little poison in the water for them. I'm sure it did, especially since that movie has become so culturally ubiquitous. It right? became it's really everywhere. cool to sort of put the eagles down. Yeah, and so anyway, white Russians, as we talked about on a previous yeah. podcast. So with that note, we are starting our own Eagles podcast. That's Can right. You this, this is the first episode, <laughs> the pilot episode of the Eagles cast, um, which oh. we're not. We no longer talk about cinema on this podcast. Just this the Eagles. Just all we're Eagles gonna all the time. We're gonna start with the first album. <laughs> Uh, the first song on the first album, and we're just going to spend about two hours on each, cor- yeah, on you, each verse. <laughs> and, and you might think, wait, why would a guy who doesn't really like the Eagles very much do an Eagles-related podcast? Because that no seems one else like a has done it, and somebody needs to do it, Corey. Uh, this is Side Talks. We're a podcast. Podcast. We're a podcast about movies. Yeah, we were just joshing you about the Eagles thing. Just, this is actually still Side Talks. We were just Joshua Don't worry about it. You. We're just being silly. All right, you ready to talk about cinema? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You're Corey Craft. I'm Rachel Morgan. Just if you say so, whatever. What's this shit? I'm Lay still it bringing on it. I'm Lay still bringing that much power. Okay. That's right. You are not gonna get this one. I believe you. Okay. <laughs> 
I really do not think so. Okay. So I'm in the studio today with a mask on because I had the Rona. Yeah, the Rona bummer. got me. It knocked me down. And so I'm in my little 10-day period with the mask on. Ugh, so stupid. It's fine. Um, but I got to wear it. So I, therefore, there was a day of this thing, y'all, where I couldn't really do work. It sucked really bad. I couldn't really do work. I could just kind of watch stuff. And you know what? That would have been great a month ago. Right. But I am past that point. So I watched some bad stuff. Cool. And one of the things I watched is a film about to describe to you. So I have actually seen this one all the way through, which is unusual. Usually I'm just bringing you some little piece, part, or what have you of a a shitty film. Yeah, usually you dip into like Avengers Infinity War and you're like, there's like a a guy in an Iron Man suit, seems bogus. Yeah, and there's like a really strong guy that is famous. So I'm this one, I've seen the whole thing, and I'm here to tell you it is absolute shit. I am going to let you know that it starts, how it starts, and then I'm going to tell you another scene, and okay. we're going to see if you okay. can get it, because it's it's not our usual fare. All right. So it opens up with a dude who is a famous dude. Okay. The the cast in this is is very famous. It opens up with a dude who is setting up a video camera and kind of moving around to the other side of the video camera and looking at himself and, you know, situating his monologue on the video camera. And then he begins talking to the camera about himself, who he is, what's going on in his life. Uh huh. And then that is becomes sort of a central theme throughout. Like he's he's recording himself talking about his life throughout the the film. Okay. And then the other scene I'm going to describe to you, I'm giving you that just kind of as a as the overarching uh, thread throughout so that you can – to help you because this is not as easy as some of the others. The scene I'm going to describe to you is husband and wife. Wife is pregnant. They're in an amusement park. And the man is getting on a roller coaster for the second time in his life, but the first time as an adult. And he's nervous and he's scared. But he wants to get on and ride the roller coaster. It's important to him. And, of course, the wife would go with him, but the wife is pregnant, so she therefore can't ride a roller coaster. So he rides the roller coaster, has a great time riding it, but you know won't put his hands up in the air, even though the kid next to him tells him to. And he's scared, but it, it, you know, it goes well. He gets off, and she's proud of him. And they hug each other there in the middle of the amusement park very dramatically. Is this a period picture or is this set in the time frame during which it's shot? It is set in the time frame in which it was shot and that will that has many years on it now at this point. So we're talking about a film from the 1980s or, or 1990s. 90s. Uh, yeah, something I think that that seems about right, yeah. Probably more 90s than And it has some sort of framing device throughout the film of its protagonist recording himself on videotape, delivering monologues into the camera. Yes. And I, I mean, I can give you, do you need another hint or two? I, I think I okay. need another hint so or two. So I can, if, if anybody's getting it now, okay, I can give you a couple more hints. Um, other, aside from the fact that there's famous actors in this thing, very famous actors in this thing. Um, he works at a PR agency. Okay. He, um, there's a lot of reflection on him, his life uh, when he was a child. And, his parents, they do come into play here. And there's a lot of, um, there's a reason why he's setting up this videotape and recording himself. And there's a reason why the hug in the amusement park is just so dramatic. Because he has cancer or something. That's right. So is this very famous person, Michael Keaton? It is absolutely Michael Keaton. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, you got it. I'm so actually a little impressed. This is that movie, My Life or this whatever? Is, this is that movie, My Life. With Nikki Kay. 
Oh, that's right. That's who that Nikki is. Nikki K is is the pregnant lady in this thing. Oh. It I've is... only seen this movie in bits and pieces. Okay. Well, so that's I'm all you need to see. I'm surprised as you are that this just happened, to be honest. I can't believe it, because certainly there are lots of movies that that have the sort of videotape yeah, setup well, deal. When you that... first started describing it, I was like, this sounds an awful lot like uh, a bunch of Woody Allen movies. But then I was like, I don't think Rachel put on a Woody Allen movie <laughs> while she had COVID-19. Unless I was trying to induce vomiting, which right. I was not. So, so I yeah, was, I was kind of stuck job. there, but but yeah. This film is not good. This film is in every single way, of course, designed to make you cry. Yeah. Which I, I just went into this going, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And I did not. I, I have no reason to cry. Um, there's <laughs> but he none. has cancer. Uh-huh. And it is sad. There's some really sad. There's some sad shit in here because he's got cancer. He's dying. He's making a, a, a video for his son who hasn't been born yet it's sad so you say this movie is absolute shit but you, it is absolute you, your shit. wife's in it so it can't be I absolute know. well she's great in it okay of course, so there of course, you go there's she's, a there's a shining uh, there's there's silver layer to at it. the same time they they really it's one of those it's mostly focused on him uh-huh. and she is so one-dimensional and i want to i just look you can have a film in which the protagonist is dying and we mostly are learning about him and that process and what she's going through. And you can still have some texture and some richness with what the hell his wife might be going through. And there's hell really yeah. none of that aside from like her one scene where she gets to cry because he doesn't get to sleep in the bed anymore. You know what movie – and we'll end the segment after this. Well, I have one more thing to tell you about oh, okay. that, but go ahead. But you know what movie is particularly good at that? That sort of like exploring the richness of the family is the the – terminally ill person suffers and whatever ordinary people well, no uh i'm sorry no, uh, other people ordinary people is a different film. well it's a, it does its thing other people's a good movie that i think yeah. you like more than i do i do um but that movie still alice that julianne Moore oh, yeah. won the oscar for I think that's with a good Kristen point. stewart and alec baldwin is the family and they're all everybody in that movie's excellent Kristen Stewart's particularly excellent. She should have gotten an Oscar nomination for that, along with Julianne Moore. Yeah, that's another one, though. I mean, I love a melodrama, don't get me wrong, but these things are just, they're built to sure. try to manipulate us. Yeah, that, and it, annoy, it annoys me. Fair it enough. does a little it, bit. It, I, it usually works on me, because yeah. I'm a softie, as you know. Yeah. I have, anyway, still still Alice, I, I get it, yeah. It's, it's sad, and it's upsetting, and, you know. I think it's my great. Oh, my gosh. It's a great, it, it's a great film. The thing I was going to tell you about this yeah. one, though, opening credits, I got a little excited uh-huh. because guess whose name came across the screen aside from my wife, Nikki Kay, but uh, fucking Queen Latifah. Oh, no way. Queen Latifah. And so I keep waiting Queen and I'm Latifah. like, where's Latifah? Where's Latifah? I just need everybody to know that they had Queen Latifah on this film. And I'm not suggesting she's the best actor in the world, but she certainly would have brought some interesting texture to this thing if they'd had her in it for more than 30 seconds. She's a she really magnetic up, performer. I agree. She, and she's just – she could have brought a little bit of levity to this in a way because they bring her in at like the 80% mark. It's so weird. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when she comes to the door as the home hosp- hospice care oh, nurse, so she, oh, gotcha. when, when they open the door for her for that, I was like, oh, shit. I forgot Latifah was in this. She comes in and, I mean, we get nothing, just nothing. With she's her. just super solemn because yeah. she's a hospice nurse. I almost have to wonder if something hit the cutting room floor. Maybe. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was an interesting fact that I, she's probably on screen. If you boil it down, she's probably on screen for 120 seconds. Yeah. Hmm. Too bad. Early Latifah. Anyway, you she's got great. it. This thing sucked, but she won. Roll your mouse over the biscuit maker. Uh, uh, of, uh... <laughs> Man, that's weird.
Oh, so guess what? What? That little segment should have told you. Man, that's weird. We're going to talk a little bit about some wacky stuff. All right. Um, that's I my used, favorite kind of stuff. Definitely use the word wacky just now. So I got to thinking while I was watching my life, which is really terrible, that I've always found Michael Keaton to be a strange figure. Uh-huh. Uh, I get where Tim Burton's going with him and his fascination with him because yeah. he's got a very sinister thing going on. And he's, you know, very – he's a trained comedian. He's a comic actor. Yeah. He's very skilled. He brings a lot of multifaceted sort of skills to to a performance. Yeah, but there is this he's, – he's funny and he's kind of he, – he's kind of average guy-ish in some ways. But in other ways, he's got this real – a little bit of a dark edge to him. Uh-huh. And I think that – Feeds right into Tim Burton's bullshit. Uh, to, to the the bullshit I <laughs> the bullshit I liked at first, and then about halfway through his career, I went, I don't like this bullshit anymore. Yeah, I mean that's about where everybody is. I think. Right. So I thought I would go down a little tiny bit of a Michael Keaton rabbit hole. Okay. And here's what I've got for you. So did you know that his first TV appearance was in the Pittsburgh public television program where the heart is? I did not. Figured you didn't, but <laughs> but you might know what his next television appearance was, his very next one. I don't. He was on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood in 1975. I had no Isn't idea. Isn't that crazy? What? Yes, he played one of the flying zucchini brothers. I don't know what that is. Oh, my God. Do you know what that is? No. But anyway, he did. And here's the better part of the whole thing. Uh-huh. That casting happened... I guess in a lot of ways, like public television casting will happen where you start grabbing people on set. Because really what he was doing there was working as a full-time production assistant on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I didn't know that either. Oh, my God. And so I think it was in like 03 that he did a big sort of Mr. Rogers celebration show or some kind of thing. So you'll find him connected to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood a good bit because of that early work, but also because they then called him back later to, you know. Well, that's celebrate great. Mr. Rogers. You you know I love Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I do know that, and that's yeah, wow. So you mentioned he's a comedian. He is. Mm-hmm. He actually mostly did stand up comedy in his younger years yep. to pay bills because yep. he could get gigs doing stand up, and that's where that that comes from. He didn't change his name to Michael Keaton until he got to L.A. and you know registered his name right uh, with the union. And so I just want do you know what his original name is? Michael Douglas. Yeah, he was born Michael John Douglas, and and there's already one. Oh, of those. guess what? The great American <laughs> bird, Mr. Cunnilingus himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, outside, uh, divorce from context. That sounds weird. Look it up, folks, if you don't know. Oh. Um, anyway, he couldn't take that name. This was pre, this was pre, I can't say this was pre Conalinkus because my guess is that Michael Douglas got started at a young age, but I do, I do think it was pre, pre, okay, I'm sorry. We've gone off the rails in here. All right. So people have asked Michael Douglas <laughs> how he got throat cancer. No, I'm sorry. People have asked Michael Keaton <coughs> if he took his name because he had a crush on Diane Keaton. The answer was no. Is it because of Buster Keaton? The answer is no. The answer is actually really, really dumb. Uh-huh. He said he searched in a phone book under the letter K and stopped on the word Keaton and said, stopped on the name Keaton and said, well, that'll do it. <laughs> 
All right. Yeah. That's as good of a method as any. You know you'll never guess what his first film role was. Oh, I don't think I'll be able to. I mean, it's not that movie Night Shift, is it? It's not. It's a Joan Rivers film called Rabbit Test, yeah, which that, I've never seen. No, have you? Wouldn't, no. I never even heard of it. He's a huge Pittsburgh sports fan. I He's did know Pittsburgh. that because I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Well, did you know that he negotiated a break in the Batman movie contract just in case the Pittsburgh Pirates made it to the playoff that year? I didn't, but good for him. Yeah. Well, they didn't make it. And he turned down a couple of roles and uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, probably a bad career move. And Groundhog's Day. And he later admitted, oh, I probably should have taken Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, he said, I didn't get it when I read the script. I didn't get it. Mike, come on, buddy. And then our, I will leave you with this Birmingham connective fact. Okay. Let's all remember that he dated Courtney Cox from 1990 to 1995. I had no idea. Yep. She gave him throat cancer. Oh, no. <laughs> That keeps all happening. Right, it's almost right. like there's some sort of connective thread. Um, <laughs> that's enough of that. All right. Uh, man, that's weird. That was that, was that second. I love Michael Keaton. <laughs> uh, there's a lot more about Michael Keaton, but that's, that's where we're leaving it, y'all. Well, that's it for this episode of the pod of the podcast of the Side Talks podcast that's specifically, right. not just podcast. Just it, yeah, this one in particular. Uh, we're your own personal cinematic, and we've done this one before. I'm almost certain we've done this before, but I gotta bring it back uh-huh. up because never forget Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner. Yeah, you, we've, we've done definitely this before. done this before. Um, what other people have killed each other? Look, um, look that up, folks. If you don't know that story, because yeah. that's a lingering mystery. Yeah. Anyway, you want to say anything else? I don't. That's it. You're not going to give us our socials or? Oh, sure. I guess so. Um, Thanks to Boutwell Studios for piecing this episode together. Uh, You know what? I'm a completist. Uh Let me back up. We're your own personal cinematic Michael Douglas and throat. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, you gotta I do something. I'm, I couldn't. I'm, I can't <laughs> laugh anymore. Okay. I feel um, physically bad. Thank you. I know. I do too. I do too. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you to Revelator Coffee. Uh, you're listening to this probably post Sidewalk Film Festival, but we are recording it pre Sidewalk Film Festival, which is why we are totally off the ch- rails in here. Just Looney Tunes. So, Sidewalkfest.com, though. Because we still have a cinema. We still and have it, a cinema. Uh, we're opening Post Fest on September 9th. So come see a movie with us. Bye. Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.